hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Copy That, a podcast about the creative side of things. Today's episode is a big one. Um, it's about goals. It's literally about 2019 goals. And um, as you can imagine, the plan was to release this first week of January, because that makes sense. But sometimes life gets in the way. And uh, it's been pretty busy at the old Portnoy Media Labs. Oh, we've been running around like chickens with their heads cut off, launching websites and working with Steve Pressfield this month. It's been kind of crazy. So here it is. It's a month into the year. And we're going to talk with Kate Freshon. She's uh, part of the team over at Ink and Volt. And uh, Ink and Volt is a, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. Like I'm not a little fan. I'm a big fan. Uh, they make great, great things. Um, and it's it even to the point that it might even feel like a bit of a commercial today. But please trust me, it is not one. Um, it is it is very genuine. I I encourage you to pick up their tools. It will make you a better creative. It will keep you on task. It will um, help you out quite a bit. It's helped me out quite a bit. I've been supporting them for uh, a couple of years, and by supporting them, I mean buying things and then using them in my life. So it's not like a it's not a donation. There's totally an exchange of goods. So now here we are at the end of January, and usually this is about the time of the year where people's resolutions or ideas start to fall off. So I thought it would actually make a lot of sense, since I couldn't release it the first week of January, to actually release it now. And an encouragement to help you and myself stay on task for the year. So here we go. We're going to talk with Kate. Let's get into it. My guest today is Kate Freshon. She's the uh, content overseer at Ink and Volt. And um, Kate, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Okay, so Ink and Volt, I am a super fan. I have been uh, a, a part of this since uh, Ink and Volt first started uh, doing a, a Spark Notebook on Kickstarter. And I have a a, 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 a a paper planner, which from a lot of people think is is very strange because I'm very digitally uh, connected. Uh, but but I went to a, a paper paper planner. Um, what is it about that kind of thing that why I don't even understand why that is, but it has worked out so much better for me than anything digitally. I still do digital things, but, but what is it about planners that get us so excited? That's a good question. Um, I think it's different for everyone, but um, I think there are a few things that are universal. There have been studies that show that people who write things down handwritten, they actually retain that information better compared to people who either don't write things down or write things down on a computer screen. So I think there is something about writing on paper that actually does really work for people. And then I think there's something really satisfying about taking the time to actually write out your goals and think. And, you know, when we're on our screens all day, we're focused on being efficient, saying things as fast as we can. And when you're using a planner, you, you kind of slow down and you really get to think your mind kind of, you know, goes into those deeper areas. Um, and so I think it can feel, you know, satisfying on a personal level. And and so you're kind of, in a way, doing better work when you write on paper in addition to doing things other ways. I love it. I love it. So so today I thought we'd talk about um, talk about some goals. It's the end of the year. And this is always a time where I'm um, – it, it was classically in my former life, uh, the Fortune 500. They would always take this week between Christmas and New Year's and they would talk about visioneering and – the process of goals. So can you help us help walk me through what do you think is the process of 
you know, building goals. And I know you have a lot of resources like on your site to, to help with that. But but what's the, the mind mindset that we need to get into as we're thinking back and, and moving moving forward? What what do you think we should do first? Yeah, so I think it's um, a process. I was making some notes before our call and I I was like, yeah, I think, okay, I think it's about a four-step process. And then I was thinking, oh, well, of course, I think it's a four-step process. We have this four-part PDF that we just released. Um, it's a four-part worksheet series. So um, I guess I can kind of explain that because as I was thinking my own thoughts, I was like, oh, these, this is actually just the worksheet. So um, I think the first step is to reflect. Like you were saying, you think back on the year before. Um and I think it's really easy when you're looking back on the year before to be kind of sweeping in your generalizations. You're kind of like, ah, oh, it was a bad year. It was a good year. But what you're actually probably remembering is just the last few weeks. It's really hard to remember January and February now that it's December. You can maybe remember one or two big things that happened. But um, one thing we really recommend is that people, if you keep a planner, actually go back to the beginning of your planner and read through, even if it's just to-do lists, that can really um, spark memories in your mind of like, oh my gosh, yeah, I was working on that huge project at the beginning of the year that now I don't even think about, but it was really um, a big accomplishment or a big challenge. Um, you can even just look through your old emails. You can go back to earlier months, see what you were writing about with people. Um, then I think the second step is kind of zooming out and thinking really big about your life. So you've looked back on the last year and I think actually when you're reflecting, another good thing to think about is, um, what did you want to accomplish last year? And then what did you actually accomplish last year? So, um, you know, check back in with your goals and see how many of them you actually accomplished and what helped you accomplish them. And if you didn't, do them? Why didn't you do them? Did you not leave yourself enough time? Did they end up not really aligning with where your year was going? So starting to think about that and then um, zooming out, thinking about your life as a whole and thinking like, who do I want to be? Where do I want to be in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? And I don't think you need to know exactly where you want to be. Like, I don't need to know I want to live in Washington, D.C. in this kind of house. And da, 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 da. But just, you know, kind of soft focus what's the general vision for your life. Um, and then step three, you come back to reality from that vision and think, what do I need to do right now that is going to be a step toward that place that I want to ultimately end up? So I think it's really easy when you're setting goals at the beginning of the year to think kind of short term, like, oh, I'd like to run a marathon this year. Okay, that could be a good goal. But does that align with where you see your life going, you know, we've got these big ideas, but a lot of times the things that we choose to do every day is not really moving us any closer to that vision, um, which kind of takes it to step four, which is breaking down your goals for the year into really small achievable steps. Um, so if, for example, your goal was to run a marathon, um, you know, a lot of people think, okay, well, I want to, I want to do a long race this year. I will get up every morning and I'll go for a run. And it's like, that's really not enough to train for a marathon. You need to decide like, you know, how am I going to get started? How fast can I run a mile right now? How far can I run right now? Uh, you know, over the months, how will I increase the distance that I'm running? What will I do if I get injured? What will I do on days when it's raining? What will I do on days when I don't feel like running? You know, thinking really incrementally and realistically about how you can actually accomplish a goal. 
Um, and so that was a very long way of explaining this process. Um, and we actually just released, like I said, this um, four-part PDF which is on our website. Um, it's inkandvolt.com. If you go to inkandvolt.com slash guides, the first guide that we have is called 2019 Planning, and you can click on that and get four worksheets that walk you through all of these steps really um, simply, and they're really beautifully designed. They're nice to look at. You can print them out. And, um, you know, going back to the whole writing on paper idea, um, it can be a really nice process to actually sit and write down with pen and paper all these big ideas and how you'll make them happen. Um, and I think that's a great way to start a new year. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I absolutely love these guides. I've actually used them, I think it's the last three years. Um, cool. Coming into you know, the end of December and thinking about things. And it's actually now something my wife and I do. And, and uh, we're finishing up actually this weekend about putting all our pieces together for uh, this coming year. So I totally recommend that. Um, I think it's a, a, a really great thing. Now, the and, and I couldn't agree more about the – there is something about it being paper and also well-designed that, like, I don't know, I find it kind of inspiring. Like, you know, you get that nice gel pen out or or the um, – Totally. Or, or or a solid pencil there and and, and it's able to to move move things uh well. So, okay, I love this this idea. So now we've we've been able to get some mindset uh together, but what do you think is the best way to to create goals? Like when we when we think about it, the breakdown. Do we start at that 35,000 feet and say I'm going to write you know, run a marathon and then going back to monthly or daily, because I feel like we tend to overload our daily calendars. But when we think about what we're going to do, a goal that might be more than a year, I feel like most people kind of fall off and go, I I don't want to do that. Like, I I think personally on the, the writing front, I've been working on a writing project that has spanned years now. And, and when we, when I think of production, you know, a movie is multiple years. Um, but what is it that, and 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 it, uh, of course the delayed reaction, but or the gla- delayed gratification uh, of that. But what do you think that that we should do? Is it just I want to write a book, so I'm going to write every day, or how how does that? What's a what's the best way to create goals? Yeah, so um, I think there are kind of two parts to that. I would say the first part is if your goal is I want to write a book. Uh, my first question for you would be, are you sure? Why do you want to write a book? What do you think is the purpose of doing that? Is it because it will move your career forward? Is it because you've got this thing you want to say and you just want to get it out there? Like start to get really specific about your goals. I think that's the most important first step. If you can understand the why, it'll be a lot easier to keep going. Um, And then I I think the second part, I think the second part is to break your goal down into really achievable steps and to set up goalposts along the way. Because I think with something like writing a book that could take you, if you estimate, okay, this will take me like two years, start to finish. um, That's really hard to do. Two years, a two-year project, I can't just sit down in one day and do. So I think on an average day, when I have an hour and I'm like, great, I'm going to work on my book. It's like, where do I even begin? Like, I can't just sit down and start writing necessarily. Maybe I need to do research first. Maybe I need to write an outline first. There are so many steps along the way that actually make up this overarching idea of writing a book. And so I think the more you can break things down, you know, our founder, Kate Matsudaira, she likes to say, make things so simple that 
one of your steps could be Google how to write a book outline or something, you know, and so that can be your to do for the day. Just Google what a book outline looks like. Okay, that's something I can do today, no matter how much time I have. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think breaking down your goal into the smallest possible steps so that there's always something you can do. Um, Because I think another reason why people don't achieve big goals is life is hard. There is stuff going on all the time. Like, I mean, I had this insurance company issue that has taken me like all year. I've spent hours on the phone with them. And it's like I get off the phone with them and I'm exhausted. And I don't want to go look at my to-do list and be like, hmm, (laughs) oh, I should work on this big thing. I want to like sit down. And so I think that easier you can make it on yourself. Acknowledge that life is hard. There's a lot of stuff going on. There are a lot of times when you don't feel that energy to go, I'm going to work on my book right now. You want to be able to just go to your list and say, oh, I actually just need to make one phone call to a publisher or like, mm-hmm. I just need to check in with my editor or something like that. But, oh, I could do that any day. So the the smaller steps and the easier you can make it on yourself, the more likely you are to achieve the goal, I think. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Now, do you, in terms of those those daily goals, though, now, one of the things that I, I really dig about your planners is that it's constantly making me go back and look at every week, you know, when I check in and I start planning my week, you know, usually on Sunday night, I'm, I'm starting to look at things. Um, you're requiring me or the, the planner is not you specifically, but, but the planner is telling me, um, that I need to go back and look at my monthly goals and look at my yearly goals. And that I find is, is such a really helpful thing to keep the eye on the prize. Why do you, what, what is it about that, that, that just helps us, uh, I don't know. Keep first things first. Yeah, uh, I think life just changes all the time. Things at work change all the time. Um, You know, Kate and I worked on this startup a few years ago, and it was just the two of us. And it was amazing how even with just two people, we would lose focus all the time. Like something would come up and we would need to make this big fix on our website. And all of a sudden we're spending weeks on this thing. And if you look back at the beginning of the month, it was like, oh, we wanted to create 50 blog posts. We would have a backlog and we just spent all month on this website thing. So now if you multiply that across a whole organization or your whole life, it's just so easy because things come up all the time. So I think having this reminder to regularly check in with what was important to you back when you had time and clarity to really set goals versus the day-to-day where you're like, ah, all this stuff is going on. Um, You know, it's really important to check back in with what, what actually matters. There's that whole idea of the difference between things that are urgent and things that are important. The things that are important are often quiet um, and hard to remember to do. And the things that are urgent take our attention, but aren't really moving you in a direction that you want to go. So just the reminder to go back and remember what is actually important. Totally. Totally. Now, now one of the things that I think that is, is really wild is that you, you guys spend a lot of time on this monthly idea, like, and for the next 30 days or 31 days, I'm going to do X and you kind of make a little commitment to yourself in the, in the journal. Um, now, what is it? What is it again? That that mindset um, is it just because it's like oh, it's a little sprint kind of thing? Is that is is that how we help trick ourselves or or what's what's the psychology there? Yeah, I think so. Um, they they say I have heard that it takes like twenty one days to develop a habit, 
Um, but I've also heard it takes more like 66 days to develop a habit. So um, I think it's just the idea of kind of small incremental progress every single day. Um, and a month is a good timeline because it's finite. You know how long a month is. Um, and I think for accomplishing a goal or making a really big change in your life, we have this idea that, you know, okay, I'm just going to wake up tomorrow and I'm just going to be a better version of me. I have been biting my fingernails for my whole life, but tomorrow I'm just going to wake up and I'm just going to not do it. And it's like, if it were that easy, you would have done it already. So I think the 31 day challenge is a way of acknowledging, yeah, I'm not going to make a big sweeping change just by deciding that I want to. It's about all decisions every day that slowly change your mindset or change the way you do things. So if you want to be more creative and you want to write in your journal or you want to be a person who keeps a journal, you can decide, okay, I'm going to write in my journal every day, even if it's just one sentence on a day where I'm super busy. And then all of a sudden it's part of your routine. So in the months after that, you can just remember to write in your journal on your own. And then all of a sudden you've journaled for a year and, you know, it's kind of like compound interest. You're just trying to have it add up over time. Right. And there, and that, that process. So it it seems like the, the longer I, I go about doing creative things in my life is like the, the process of, you know, push the rock up the hill today. And that's all you have to worry about. And you're just trying to go, uh, you know, three feet and then tomorrow's three feet and then that kind of process. Mm-hmm. What is it? Is there a, is there a, a way mentally to, to just get used to that faster what what are your thoughts on on how to i don't know to help to help us get cuz I, I don't know as a as a super creative guy i would think about like the grand gesture like the the idea like i'm just going to stay up all night and i'm going to get it all done and then it's going to be great in the morning and then i'm all done and that's great but like these these projects the, lo- the older i get these these giant projects it just it's not possible it's just it's just a a piece today and we take two steps and we take two steps tomorrow um, what are, what are your thoughts on, on mental preparedness? I think an important thing that I have been thinking a lot about this year is the idea of being comfortable with discomfort, um, accepting that that is part of the process. I think there's this idea that it should always feel good to achieve our goals, but a lot of times achieving a goal means accomplishing or, you know, working through something that is really hard and that doesn't feel very good. And so you really want to stop because you're like, wow, this really isn't working. I thought this would work. I'm getting nowhere. It's really easy to want to give up. And I think just embracing the idea that like, yeah, this isn't going to be comfortable and that's okay. And I think I'm making progress. I think that's why the incremental progress is so important. So you can actually look at your list and be like, I feel terrible, but I actually did do 10 important things today or, you know, whatever, um, your number of 10 is actually probably unrealistic. I did two (laughs) important things today. (laughs) Um, you know, I think that that way you're kind of validating your process, even while it might not feel very good while you're doing it. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're not making progress. And so having that concrete check-in really, I think can help motivate you along the way. I love that. The idea of, of being uncomfortable in the process. That's a, it's funny because, you know, people always talk about like, oh, you're going to start a company. That's great. Like no one says like, dude, you're going to be crazy stressed and maybe your stomach is going to be in bad shape for uh, about a month totally. like, or nobody, totally. nobody advertises that way. So I think it's, it's a funny thing. Um, well, with, 
so with with your company with Ink and Volt again, I'm not. Uh, I'm just a super fan of of what you guys are doing. Last year, I got the Hatch Journal, um, which helped me hatch a whole bunch of ideas, which was was super fun. Um, is there in terms of products that that you have? What is what are some of your favorites? Oh gosh, well the Hatch Journal is one that I would recommend. We actually just got a, a really awesome email from a woman who used the Hatch Journal and the Ink and Bowl Planner kind of in combination last year, and she wrote us this thank you email that basically read like a testimonial that I couldn't have even written one this good. Uh, she basically had a terrible 2017. She was like, I need to change things. I'm going to have an amazing year. She like planned all this stuff. She ended up getting her real estate license. She started a business. She ran a fundraiser with a goal to raise $10,000 and she raised $17,000. She went to this major conference. Like, um, so she really kind of made me check back in with the hatch (laughs) journal because I was like, wow, she really did a lot. And it is a pretty amazing system. And it works well with the Ink and Bolt Planner because the Hatch Journal is all about taking your big idea and kind of turning it into an actual plan. And then the Ink and Bolt Planner helps you along the way, kind of checking with your vision and your goals and everything. So I think that's a great example. Um, Also, we just launched a gratitude journal this year, which is really cool. Um, We did a kind of small run of it and we had to do another print run because it was so in demand. And that, I think, is just a nice thing. I think the world can feel like a really hard, sad place these days. And so I think there is something really nice about sitting down with a gratitude journal, journaling about things that are actually going well every day. And then also there are 10 gratitude exercises um, that are a way to kind of put gratitude back out into the world. So one of them is writing a letter to someone that you're grateful for. And I did that one earlier this year and I wrote to an old teacher of mine and it, I, it made my day. It felt so good. (laughs) And so um, that's one that I think can, you know, is like resonating a lot with people right now. That's great. Yeah. The mental health side of this, I think is, a is, is, you know, cause it can feel so, so crushing in our 24 hour news cycle scenario that we just, I don't know. I feel like I check in and I go, Oh, that stinks. And then, yeah. and then I'm like, what I'm losing focus. Uh, and so sometimes I just like kind of shut my phone off and then doing, doing things in the, in the real world is helping, helping me out quite a bit. Um, yeah. In terms of, um, yeah, let's talk about that, that gratitude piece. Cause one of the things that, that I try to do is like weekly, if I write a thank you note or something, it does, it does kind of help restore. Mm-hmm. It just, it just feels better. It just feels better. Cause it's not like, um, it, it's that weird process from receiving to giving. And I, I find that that's, that's super helpful. Actually, there, there are scientific reasons for why that feels better. You know, the act of gratitude studies have shown does kind of change the way that our brain works. And we also experience all these health benefits. You sleep better, you have better lower blood pressure. You know, there are all these things. You feel happier. You feel less isolated. There are so many things that have been proven to be a result of expressing gratitude, even in like really small ways. So it, it makes sense that it even just like a small act of just writing down something that you're grateful for. It, it does kind of shift your psychology a little. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. Okay, here's here's one for you. How is it that successful people tend to accomplish so much more? And why are they different? This quote that really drives me crazy that a lot of people say, or, you know, you see around the internet, people say Beyonce has the same number of hours in a day that you have. Uh, so what's your excuse basically. Right. And it makes me really upset because I'm like, 
I'm not Beyonce for a million different reasons. And I think it's really unfair for people to hold themselves to that kind of standard. Um, I think one of the things that I have realized in talking about productivity and success with people for so many years is that it really doesn't matter what you accomplish or how you accomplish it, except for how it matters to you. So I don't want to be Beyonce, not at all. Like one of the most important things to me in my life is flexibility and having free time. And so I have made choices in my career that a lot of people would see as limiting. I moved to the super rural area. There's like nothing around me. For me, that's great. But for a lot of people, you know, it's, it's this decision that means, oh, you might not advance in your career that much because there aren't that many companies around here. There's not a lot of tech around here, you know, all these things. But to me, I'm like, that's fine because that's not my end goal. And so I think, you know, people really need to check in with themselves. And I guess it's kind of a cliche to talk about not comparing yourself to other people. Everybody knows that, but we still all do it with time. And I think there's this idea that if we can just do more and more and more and more, we'll be more successful and happier. And I think it's a much better and much more realistic is people just spend time thinking about what's really important to them. You know, that's what Beyonce does, actually. She knows what's really important to her. It's performing, it's singing, dancing, all these other things. And then she delegates the rest and she doesn't have time for the rest. And she really prioritizes the things that are important to her. And I think that's what we all need to do too. And stop holding ourselves to an impossible standard. Um, Because I think that's a really easy way to burn out and end up doing things that don't really take you where you want to go in life. Um, So that's just my little (laughs) soapbox tirade. Um, I think the most important things we can do is to really be in touch with what's important to us and then focus on those things and look for ways to shed the rest or at least take the pressure off the rest. I couldn't agree more. I think that's, I think that's great. The other part is she does have an army of people helping her. Get her stuff exactly. Done. And she <laughs> totally she hires out and which, you know, I I remember um one of the first things that I ever talked about with Kate, the founder of Ink and Bolt, was that when she was early younger in her career, one of the things that would really stress her out is she would work really hard all week and then she would come home to this really messy apartment and it would stress her out because she'd be like, I know I should be cleaning, but I'm really tired from work. And it was this really like emotional battle that she went through every weekend. So she hired a cleaner to come in like once a month or every two weeks or something. It wasn't expensive, but it was like, wow, what a load off to like just relieve that pressure. So while we can't all have like six nannies and six personal assistants and all the stuff that Beyonce does, there are like little ways that we can, you know, not everything needs to be done by you or at least, you know, it doesn't need to be given the utmost importance. You know, you can weight things in your life differently. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think systems systems are, are a huge, huge way to uh, uh, make that happen. Well, Kate, thank you so much for, for talking with me uh, and talking with us about goals and, and making 2019 um, excellent. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I've been listening to your podcast. I love it. And that's the episode. I want to thank Kate Freshon for being on here and talking to us about goals. Uh, I can't recommend Inconvolt enough to you. And I know it's a it's a month in and you might think, well, um, I kind of fell off the wagon. Well, guess what? We got 11 months left. It's okay. 
11 months. That's a long time. Um, I love that quote that says, you know, we estimate, we overestimate the amount we can do in a day, but we underestimate what we can do in a lifetime or even a year. Um, so let's make 2019 pretty excellent. What do you think? Um, I'm going to uh, just actually randomly uh, pick someone from my email list to be giving away um, one of the Ink and Volt planners and sending it to them. So if you are not on my email list, um, you can sign up at portnoymediagroup.com. I'll put the links down. Um, we can do that. And I will make the drawing probably the right at Valentine's Day, just to be on the safe side. And um, if you have, if you're you're looking to try and figure out what, what to do, um, I'm going to have sh- in the show notes, take a look at the, the links to, there are a series of four uh, PDFs to download and to walk through what you loved so much about last year, what really worked out, and then where are you going for 2019? And um, I got to tell you, my wife and I did it, and we've been doing it for a couple of years, and it's really helpful to make sure that we're on the same page because you know it's that classic thing if you don't if you you fail to plan you plan to fail kind of idea i mean i I don't want to be trite but that is real um if we don't get intentional about what we're what we're going after what we're chasing after with our lives well we'll be doing somebody else's work so don't be that guy or woman get out there and uh and plan your plan your big year so um my encouragement to you uh, in that. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, and again, check out Anchor Volt. Uh, they've got some great stuff to really help you out. And in, it can be from anywhere. It doesn't have to be from Anchor Volt. It can be a digital planner. It can be anything. But get some goals down on what you want to do this year and uh, make it amazing. All right. Well, on the on behalf of the cast of thousands um, here at Portnoy Media, uh, have a great one and be safe. 